Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Good morning, happy Friday out there to you, everybody in Radio World. This is your boy DC here on the Kane Gang Radio Show, chopping it up as always with John Michaels at John Michaels U and the Dirty Bird up in the 772. Fellas, fellas, what it do, what it do. Man, I am actually just counting down the days until September 3rd. Uh, 44 days, 19 hours uh, to be exact until we get there. Or uh, let's see, uh, 3,870,000 seconds, 64,514 minutes. I'm ready, bro. Uh, we can tell now. Do you have that on the app? Do you have one of those countdown no, apps? I, on your I, phone? I, no, I just, I just punched, punched it into a website to see how okay. long it was away. But because there's an app, it's a countdown app. I always do that for vacation when I get ready. Like I'm going to Vegas in a couple of weeks and countdown is on. There, just kind of giving that motivation every day when you wake up. But yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, college football in full swing. Um, SEC media day started on Monday. I've had a chance to be there the entire time. That to me is always the unofficial kickoff of the college football season. ACC media day started Thursday. Um, and then Friday as well. It's a little bit shorter. It's not nearly as big and wild as SEC media days, but just getting a chance to see, you know, Nick Saban up close and personal. I walked by Bryce Young within like three feet of him. That's a little ass dude, like slim, maybe <laughs> six foot tall, obviously a hell of a football player. I also realized why Zion Nelson had no chance of uh, blocking Will Anderson of Alabama. He sat Ooh. right next to me. Dude, that dude is humongous. The guy, that guy's the best player in college football. He is. It's, and it's funny, and I know we got a lot to talk about with the Canes recruiting and first game and all that stuff. We've been arguing back and forth because the Falcons are going to suck this year. Like, there's no doubt the Falcons will be one of the three worst teams in the NFL. All of my cohorts are like, man, we need C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Screw that. I need a guy that can go get the quarterback. I would take Will Anderson number one overall. Those yeah. quarterbacks are fine. They're great players. That dude's a 15-sack guy in the NFL. Agreed, man. Absolutely agree with you there. You know, it's uh, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, you mentioned SEC Media Days coming up here, man, and I know you've been part of them through the uh, through the day job. Right. Um, what's what's the most interesting thing that you uh, that you saw or overheard or witnessed or anything at uh, at SEC Media Days? I mean, the funniest thing is just Mike Leach. I don't know if you had a chance to hear Dude. his conversation. <laughs> the tech guy is. I don't know what he's on. He's the greatest. Uh, he just ta- he started talking about the inventor of the necktie yeah. was an idiot. Like yeah. literally, he started. He said, "If I get a necktie, I'm just going to use it to wipe my face." <laughs> and he, I mean, he went from there. He just is all. He over. said, "He said when they invent time travel, they're going back for that guy's head." Yeah, the guy who invented the necktie. Like, what? What is this? I, I don't get that. Lane Kiffin signed a mustard bottle in the li- in the lobby <laughs> of the College Football Hall of Fame. Which, again, you, you look at that, and I just shake my head. And I did see a family, I guess on Tuesday, it was Alabama Day, and we're perched. Like, I don't know if you've been to the College Football Hall of Fame. You walk in, sure. and it's downstairs, and they've got this giant wall of 700-and-something college helmets, like everywhere from D1 down to NAIA. We're set on the second floor, so you can overlook that. And then the big conference room, which have you seen where the coaches are going to the podium, we can see into that room as well. Well, I look down, and there's a family with all Miami gear on. 
And I looked at oh, Joe yeah. Hamilton and I said, Joe, he goes, dude, you guys are everywhere. I said, oh, the culture is real when it comes <laughs> to the U. So I walk down and I throw up the U. And of course, the family comes over and gives me a hug. And I'm like, and they were like, it's all about the U. And Joe Ham and, and home team who I work, they're just shaking their head walking out. Thankfully, <laughs> Finneran's on vacation. We haven't had to worry about him crapping on Miami at all or crapping on Stetson Bennett, which he's done quite a bit. But it's been fun. Like I said, it's where's, just it's football season. Where's Finneran from? Villanova? He went to Villanova, but he's from California. He's from yeah. uh, like yeah. Los Angeles area, uh, Orange County, California. So he's a laid-back Cali dude. Who, so, so John, let me ask you a question. Obviously, SEC Media Day. What is the deal with uh, the Texas A&M guy, Anaya Smith, who is their representative, who just got arrested on DUI charges? <laughs> like, what is the deal with this? So they're, they're there on Thursday. So full disclosure for those listening on satellite radio, we record the show sometimes on Wednesday nights. So Texas A&M set to be there tomorrow. Gotcha. As we were going off the air today, Hudson Mason, my other partner, looks over and goes, dude, this guy from A&M, Anaya Smith, he got arrested for DWI, uh, marijuana possession, and unlawful carrying of a gun. So needless to say, Jimbo Fisher shortly thereafter said, um, we know what's going on. He will not be coming to SEC Media Day, so he will not be there <laughs> at all. Uh, Mondo popping in here. He's got the Tito's and Red Bull in a glass. Oh, yeah. A very aggressive one. And so I've what got do you a- got, John? What do you got? What do you got on tap? Diet this is for you, my friend. Got to go right. sugar-free, though. So, listen, I, you know me. like So, I got the Kirkland. You know, I got the, the Costco. Costco. And then I got the pineapple Ciroc going on, bro. Stop. <laughs> you're going to have two sips and you're going to be you're gonna be falling asleep. No, 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 bro. Look, have you looked? The tab ain't even broken, bro. That's, That's just ridiculous. the show. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Nice. It's been, in the house for, it's been in the house for three years. Listen, well, he just climbed matter. on top of his refrigerator I before did. the show. He did. He did. Looked like a shout spider out, monkey listen, going up there. Shout out to my boy Q from La Familia. He got that for my birthday like two years ago, and it's still sitting in the bottle. I well, how about this? The bottle. How about this? Uh, and we'll break the news. It's not even really breaking news. I put it on social media. The tickets are now officially purchased. I am flying down Friday, September the 2nd. I think I land at like 730. So wherever the party's at Friday night, Saturday, I'll be at the tailgate around noon. I won't be on co-time, but I'll be there around noon going to the orange lot. I've already texted our boy X, told him whatever you need. I got money and alcohol coming. Um, so I'll be there that first weekend solo. The wife was giving me Whoa. a solo weekend. Yes, solo. No yeah, kids, no wife. I don't know if I'm allowed to hang out with you. So, How did you pull so, that off, John? Um, That's a great question. So, So here's how it gets pulled off. Originally, she wanted to go because she enjoyed going last year and had a good time. Well, then one of her good friends was going to come down this September the 10th. She was like, oh, well, if I'm going to Miami that weekend, you can go Labor Day weekend by yourself and then come back the following weekend. Well, I booked my flight and then she goes, well, my friend's not going September 10th because they're looking for a house and they can't move. So she goes, you know what? Just go. That way we don't have to have somebody watch the kids, somebody take care of the dog and the pets and the animals. And I I bought the flight as quick as I possibly could. Now I'm flying on Frontier, so there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to make it. But I'm gonna, if not, I'll be jumping on Greyhound sometime Friday afternoon. I'll be there yeah. one way or the other. I was actually texting with John earlier today, and I was like, Frontier, are you coming in the plane from Poli- the movie Police Academy where Proctor and Captain Harris with the animals? <laughs> so it's so basically listen. the plane from Major League where they had oh, the bro. Bro. That's what I'm coming down on. Yeah. Yes, so sir. For, you, 
you guys tuning in, we would like to welcome to the Ken Gang Show, you know, our boy, uh, our boy Mondo over here, you know, he's got his Tito's and Red Bull, you know, he's sipping kind of gingerly, you know, he's, that, that long, <laughs> that long vacation, you know, finally, you know, settling back in, back to workflow. Thank you so much for joining the show tonight. And, and what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. As you mentioned, we were much needed. We were um, in Siesta Key for about a week uh, to 10 days and much needed. Trust me, as you could probably hear them in the background right now. Um, twins, they're two and a half years old. So you can only imagine what the nights are like here at the crib. He's actually climbing the chair behind me right now. So nothing wrong with listen, you. Good. Yeah. Listen, like Grayson will roll right up to the camera. He'll pop up. He, it doesn't matter to us, bro. That's how we do it. So we do have a comment. Everybody's saying that you keep adjusting your camera to, to check out this medium shirt you're wearing. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> so if exactly. we're going to do that, look, if we're going to do that, I, I'm going to have to come out of character here. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh he got the legend's jersey. Oh, come on. I'm on camera, too. I'm right here. Legend, baby. Legend. Oh, my I gotta, goodness. I got to rip up Kane's wear. <laughs> I've got the old horrible touchdown rings that, God, I never need to see those things oh, again. And, and everybody got nice hats on. I see we're repping, you know, uh, about the fans over here. You know, yeah, we got Kane's right. wear. Well, where is it? Yeah, right I there. See it. Listen, mm-hmm. shout out to all our boys out there. Um, let me change my hat real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Cole's got a whole wardrobe change, like a WWE wrestler. Listen, uh, man, listen. like Ric yeah. Flair coming in here. I, I went to meet up with him to ride somewhere the other day. I was about ready to get ready here, boy. Woo! And he he just moved he, he just moved houses, right? So, I, you know, pop in the front door. I say hi to his, his awesome wife Maria. Right. Take that off real quick. He goes. He goes. Hold on. I got to grab a couple things to go and, and get in. Uh, I got to grab a couple things to get before we go. And he opens the closet in the front room, right by the front door of his house. And it is nothing but Kane's gear hanging, jerseys, T-shirts, every kind of shirt you can imagine. The top shelf is nothing but helmets. I mean, like, there's probably 30 helmets in this closet. The bottom shelf, all shoes. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, no, I got got more in the garage and more in my bedroom, too. I'm like, dude, you are crazy. And I just look over at Maria, and she's just shaking her head. It's funny because, you know, at SEC Media Day, we try to dress – somewhat professional to me, which is a station issued polo and basketball shorts. Oh. I think I had on sweatpants the first day, which everybody gave me crap for. It's like 12 <laughs> degrees in the hall of fame. So I, and, and you see all, I don't want to call them yahoos, all the uh, Southern <laughs> reporters, they're all in like shirts, khakis, loafers. I'm like, dude, it's media day. I'm, I'm doing a four hour radio show. And I looked at Joe Hamilton. I said, Joe, these three days are maybe the first three days in the history of my life consecutively that I haven't had on something orange and green one of the three days. How did you come it, up again, with a red shirt? But how did you come up with a red shirt? Well, because that's that's a station-issued polo. Oh, they gave it to us. So I'm going to wear the 680 The Fan polo because it's free. Yeah. And they want us to represent the logo. They want us to represent who we're working with, which is great. They pay my bills. But, yeah, yeah I tomorrow I may wear a cane shirt. What the hell do I? Jimbo Fisher's going to be there. I may wear some UM stuff. Listen, that's what it's about. So, so Mondo, let, let's let's get into some nitty gritty stuff. Let's talk sure. about your let's talk about your fanhood. Let's talk about your obviously Canes fan. But how the hell do you go all the way to the West Coast to be a Lakers fan? Well, boy, I've never heard that question before. Well, obviously, it started in the early '80s that Miami Heat weren't around. They yeah. started in what '88, okay. I believe, if I'm not yep. mistaken, and. Yep. Back then, as we know, it was Lakers or Celtics. It was showtime. I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean I wasn't going to roll for the Milwaukee Bucks, right? So you just, <laughs> picked, just picked out the Lakers out of nowhere. I mean, well, no, not out of nowhere. I just loved how magic. Actually, you know what? 
everybody obviously talks about Magic or Kareem, but I always loved James Worthy. Mm, I thought James Worthy was just so smooth in the low post, et cetera, and just became a fan. I mean, I've got no hate toward the Heat, but obviously when LeBron and them were with the Heat, I may or may not have said a few things on Twitter. Hey, <laughs> that's the way it goes, my friend. But now I've chilled a lot. I mean, a couple of years ago, we would get heated on there, but... Now you did like, now during the bubble during the bubble finals. You were a little, you know, you and I are, are cool and good friends. I was sedated. I was chilling. But it was you, and there's one other girl that kept tagging the lake, and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I forgot who she was. But I'm like, man, I and you know, poor Kane's like, but why are the Heat losing? I because I said because the Lakers cheated. I don't know. No, they were just a better basketball team. Yeah, I become, would actually. So I gotta ask I, you, how'd you become a Canes fan? You know, because you're one of – I did the ranking a year ago, uh, the top mm-hmm. five Canes fans. And I think mm-hmm. you made the list, or you may have been right off the list, as one of the top five. And we had all kinds of controversy. But how did you grow up, or how did you end up being a Miami fan? Actually, I think I've tweeted it before. My late grandfather grew up maybe 15, 20 minutes from the OB. Okay. I – he would – some people probably still have him hanging from the um, – their rear view mirrors in their cars, the, the beads of the different colors of teams and stuff. Yeah. He would sell programs of the Canes games, but he also, he would do high school games, Northwestern wow. Central. He would do, I don't know, the NFL, the Ravens. He loved the Ravens fans. They would buy like crazy Steelers, Dolphins, etc. But we would sell programs at the Hurricane games. Mm. And that's how I started. I was, well, I was born in 77. In about 1986, 87, I was 10. I went with them there and that's when it all started. And that's 87, you know, Randall Hill. I'm a big fan of Randall Hill. That's around his time frame, 87, 88, 89. Uh, Mario was there, obviously. So that's pretty much how it started. I went to numerous games there. Uh, the OB may or may not have run out of water and hot dogs on certain occasions. But that's 2000? Sometimes. Florida State, 2000. Oh, yeah. 2000. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, listen, obviously we all have the same passion. We all have that, that, that super strong love for that orange and green. You know, where I differentiate is I don't get all crazy and bash people like John does. And, and Mondo, I know you're kind of on the positive end as well, you know, kind of on the positive end. Well, D- Derek <laughs> said he don't get crazy. He just put on a helmet and like a Hulk Hogan pose down. <laughs> Listen, but that's what it's about, right? I mean, obviously, we got to have a passion for something. And, and there's nothing like that passion that us fans have for the orange and green. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know. We got a bunch of Fairweather bandwagon fans as well. Oh, see, listen, hey. the devil, bro. Bring, bring your kids on too. It don't matter. Bro. Yeah, my well, my <laughs> oldest son's right here. He just, my oldest son Sean just put his hand in front of the screen. Well, there he's walking away now. But my son's serious. Kane's too worried about. He's on his phone texting some girl. Who knows? And I said it's just like dad. It's all he cares about. <laughs> John, stuff, are man. you in the Mac Daddy basement down there? I, I am in the basement. Which, oh. if you hold up, Mondo, if you now Jeez. notice and you could see. I guess it's no longer the, the Mac that side of me. Well, this, <laughs> this used to be a bedroom that my wife with the pink chair behind me has now turned into her office. So she mm-hmm. works from home. I should do the show. I think I may do the show next week from the uh, man know. cave area with the, with the big I screen. Well, I know definitely for sure. If John's coming down solo on a holiday weekend to Miami, you know, starting this weekend, this man is doing like, Bob Vila landscaping all over the property. <laughs> like, you know, it's on for sure. Like, planting making plants. It, he's making his own honeydew list. Oh, like, baby, baby, I got you. Oh, no. Fourth yes. of July weekend, I literally had to dig up the entire flower bed around my house and remulch it. Oh, so that's that was my twin. It. I'm sorry. Hello, I'm twin. You off. <laughs> She's like, okay, what's going on, Dad? Say the you. 
You gotta throw Look, doing the you. There you go. Do it. The you. <laughs> do it. Do the you. She got it. She got it. There you go. Oh yeah. Raise them right. That is called raising them right. All right. There you go. She got it. She got it. But no, the honeydew list for me, I, I started it fourth of July. Um next week or the week after we're doing a family beach trip to Destin. So oh, wow. I'm going with me, the three kids, and my wife from here. And then her entire family, which is like 18 of us, 18 of them are coming from New Orleans. So we're renting like a 12-bedroom house on Destin, and we'll be there for four days. Two weeks after that, I'm going to Vegas. Wifey is going on that trip. And then two weeks after that is the home opener for Miami. So uh, it's a good thing. I may have to drive DoorDash here for the next few weeks to have some expendable cash. (laughs) If you need a loan, Bird's definitely, you know, Bird's the one with the fun. So just hit up Bird, and I'm sure he'll shoot you a loan. (laughs) Mondo's got the money. Mondo got a big promotion about two years ago. I got all these diapers and milk to buy. I ain't got no money, bro. bro. <laughs> that so is mother, how, how old are the kids? How old are the uh, twins? My, old, my oldest boy is 10, and the twin uh, twin boy and girl are – they'll be three in November. Okay. They'll be three Listen, in November. Listen, man, like Grayson, he's getting ready to turn five, and like so I just kind of came through that stage. Oh, yeah, my old oldest dudes is, with little kids. What bro. the <laughs> – Hey, that wasn't the plan. Trust me. I should tell you, trust me, that was not the plan. But you know what? I I love it. I love it. There's nothing like, sometimes I feel like my patient level isn't as where it was years ago, but man, Mm. there's nothing like it, man. You know, see them little kids running around. You see that smile on those kids' faces. Like that just melts my heart, man. And that means everything. It's better when they're 13 and I know my time with them (laughs) are limited. Kane's out of here in five years, and I am counting down every minute. So I can run butt ass naked in my own house. (laughs) (laughs) I do it anyway, and I got kids. (laughs) So listen, real quick. You know what? I'm not even going to break. Hey, Frank, Larry, you guys over there, Slam Radio. Obviously, you you guys can doctor it up the way you want to. We're we're kicking it. We're we're rolling live here. So Frank with a text. Hey man, do you guys take any breaks? Nah, no. coach just got rolling, man. And yeah, you, know, you got a uh, on a whim here. So listen, you you are listening to the Ken Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. Again, joining us, special guest today is our boy Laker Kane. And Mondo, where can they find you on Twitter at? Oh, that would be at Lakers Kane's 305. Okay. So and listen, your Twitter's you- back because you got hacked there for a, l- a little while yes. and you're gone. Can you imagine? Like, I don't I- I've mentioned on there numerous times, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I mean, Instagram and all that. I mean, divorce is costly, so I'm not going to have no damn Instagram. So <laughs> I live in Miami, bro. And, <laughs> right, honey? <laughs> Listen, um, and, 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 go ahead. I wake up one morning. I grab my phone, the usual routine. I click on the Twitter app, and I see it, like, freeze. I'm like, oh, maybe the Internet's having an issue. All of a sudden, I see these emails pouring in about somebody got into your account and this and that. And I'm like, oh, hell no. So imagine the whole day at work frustrated with this shit. No Twitter. Not, oh, no, no. I don't use it during the day when I'm working, but I, I was getting emails saying that somebody had hacked my account like in some other country out there. Mm. And I missed the first time it's happened in, what, 10, 11 years? This never happened before. And it was legit. It was literally hacked. I had to write about 15 emails mm. to get it back the next morning somehow. That's I got crazy. lucky I got it back that fast. Yeah, it was that's crazy. that's crazy. I have never been hacked. Knock on wood on Twitter. I got hacked on Spotify. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're like you know, I share Spotify with my kids. They there's all kinds of you know trap music, this and and go hard music, like whatever the hell they listen to. It's playlist. And all of a sudden, I started seeing like all these Ita- like legit Italian playlists. 
So I'm like, well, Kane's into some weird crap upstairs and he plays all these video <laughs> games. So I asked him, I said, Kane, is this your playlist? He goes, no, dad, I thought that was your like legit, like Salvatore de Leon type nonsense. <laughs> and I called Spotify and they're like, oh yeah, there's, there's an account holder in like Venice, Italy, who's using your account. <laughs> and they, and I had to delete everything and reset it. Like it's, I, I don't know how these hackers do what they do. No. Um, I wish I knew how to hack a little bit, not mm -hmm. in a nefarious way, but like, I just want some free stuff every now and then. Yeah. No, I feel you. no somebody literally went in and changed my password and everything. Legit. For sure. It happened wow. to Derek King a bunch. He was sending out like spam oh, stuff. Der uh, yeah. uh, Dirty Bird knows about that. <laughs> oh yeah. I got blocked because I retweeted it and I'm like, this is BS. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, damn, King blocked me. Like what's, what's up, man? Like that's, that's BS. Like he used to follow me and wow. then he, then he blocks me and I'm like, it didn't occur to me it was because you know he got hacked so of course co you know like it's about hey you fuck bird for some reason and then oh no it's because i got hacked so i felt better man so mondo your your fandom is well known throughout the miami community um we have all sort of became friends originally via social media and now i've got right. to know each other uh you know talk about that for a second the community that is the university of miami that you know i don't think a lot of other people understand like I live in Georgia country. I don't see dogs fans really the same way we are. No, uh, no. Wifey's going to come in and say, uh, come here, because you got to say uh, hi to the people. She has to sit in the pink chair. She has to sit in the pink chair. John. They want to see the pink chair. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> She's good. And then I've got Louie the dog coming in here as well. Uh, but just talk about that for a second. You know, the, the fandom, how, how the connection is with Miami fans. It might just be so different than everybody else. Well, let, let me tell you this, um, and you're right. Like, for example, you go on Twitter. I myself, I got my phone right there, and here's my iPad, et cetera. When it comes to the Canes, it's Twitter. Mm. It's text messaging. It's WhatsApp. It's the DMs. It, it doesn't stop. It's like we're in July, and people – I've got on chats where they're going from, like, 8 a.m. to, Bro. like, 6 in the morning. Hey, Bro. did you see the tweet by so-and-so? Hey, I think we got the lead on this guy. It – we get a lot of flack because, yeah, the empty seats, which I'm not going to lie. Last season, I tweeted it out. I, my row, those seats were in the club level on 207. They were for sale on StubHub the whole season. Nobody sat next to me in that row. Mm. Me and my wife and nobody else. The whole row. It was crazy. But the passion and when um, recruits, um, like, say something about Miami, you see the reply. You look at the replies, it's all Miami. Miami, Miami, Miami. And it's just the passion of, of this Kane's fan base is crazy. Like, yeah. and now it's ratcheted up. Like, I know there's, I'm sure there's a lot of younger listeners, like John Cole. We went through all this, what, late 80s, 90s, all the titles. And <laughs> right. I'm sure Derek went to every single game, was about the bus four hours before the day arrived. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I heard last week's show, um, but, or two weeks ago. But um, there, you guys are about to experience, I'm not saying chill out. I'm not saying they're going to win three, five titles or anything like that. We'll see, hopefully. But, I haven't seen this excitement level. I'm talking, bro. It's crazy. Dude, the whole I, day, this thing is blowing up the whole day. The whole day. Oh, yes. Yeah, because our, our boy AB put out that contest to win some uh, stuff. With oh, Florida. my God. My phone, I looked down. I've got 300 notifications just from his one text. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> I tell the guys I work with every day, I said, if you think I'm a maniac now, oh my God. let us win 10 games and be in Charlotte. Oh. I'm going to be the biggest jackass on Mondays. <laughs> Let us beat Texas A&M week three. I might show up literally in a tank top, a turnover chain, and the skull cap that Co had on earlier. 
But that, honestly, well, I might be in jail that night. If we do. I might storm the field. I mean, listen, if they get to storm the field by beating Alabama, why can't we storm the field by beating yeah. them? Like, what's the difference? You know, what obviously, I mean? it's only July. Where, as, if you look at the odds now, a And is, I believe, what an eight, eight and a half point favorite. But that's I'll, I'll lay that. Three. I'll lay that. No, I'll take. I'm taking those points all day now. Outright, why can't Miami go in there and win? I mean, why not? Well, they just lost no. one of their receivers. Well, no, he'll probably end up playing that game. <laughs> mm, I don't know. DWI weapon. Two game our, suspension our, from Jimbo. <laughs> I mean, our, our coaching staff, I mean, what they've got is just but what they've done in these six, seven months is like you couldn't even like it's mind boggling. Like yeah. yeah. Dog, they got Charlie Strong coaching linebackers. Right. Like what? Yeah. Charlie Strong's a legit good proven coach. Yeah. And he's yeah. and it's it's crazy. This well John had mentioned before too, right? Let 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 Miami win ten games this year. Let that let that twenty three class come in full bore after a ten win, and then you might bump up to an eleven win team. Mm-hmm. If if Miami goes ten and two this year, or, or even nine and three with a New York Six, you know, win a uh, nice bowl game, like mm-hmm. it's gonna get stupid scary around here. Yeah, and, and again, they don't want Miami to be back. Nobody in the country wants Miami to rise from the ashes. They don't. Right. I'm, I know we do this every year. And you know, like even in the NFL, you look at the schedule like a, a month or two in advance and be like, okay, they're going to go such and such. But if you look at the schedule, and I've chatted with John about this off record or whatever you want to call it, they're going to be favored in every game, most likely other than A&M and Clemson, right? Yep. There's no other game in the schedule that they're not going to be favored. I mean, am I being realistic here? I mean, yeah. come on. No, and it's, win 10, I, you know, what I like is it sets up, you know, nothing against the opener against SEC teams. I would personally rather play an LSU, Florida, Alabama to start the year. It just makes me go, even more so want to go to that game. But when you have a new staff, dude, those first two games are cakewalks. You're going to gain confidence because you're going to whoop the hell out of Bethune. You're going to beat the hell out of Southern Miss. You know, and I don't, I don't know who Texas A&M plays their first two games. I'm assuming a couple of grab ass teams as well. Well, one of them's App and a no, a nobody in App State, which okay, is okay. So App know. State will be at least uh, a, yeah, some type of a scrimmage for them. Don't don't right. go it's, to sleep, but you should win that game, right? It's right. crazy because I left the stadium last year against App State, and we won that game. Huh. And I'll I'll never forget. I, I looked at the dude next to me when we're walking out. I'm like, this is going to be a rough season. Yeah. I even we won the game because if App State had a legit quarterback that could actually throw oh. a forward pass, they oh. would have smoked us by twenty that night. Oh, please! It stop. was just yeah. So we, when I heard App State, I had like traumatic like <laughs> that was crazy last year. I totally yeah. f- this will tell you how much I tried to erase last year. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> that we played App State. No, I didn't that forget was a week game. after Alabama. That was the week before I came down to watch us get mud stomped by Michigan State. Oh. So yeah, I forgot yeah. about those games. You know, Mondo, you talk about it. If no one sat next to you in 207 last year, all you had to do mm-hmm. was send me a message. I'd have came up and chilled with you, bro. I've seen your <laughs> you're, – you're in a nice spot, bro. Yeah, hey. You're not moving from – you and J.D. got a nice – Listen, listen, I, I have access. I got the He's access to the club. Uh, listen, I'm not bougie, bro. Like, I had club level <laughs> for years, and then I just – I felt like I wanted to be in the action. So, and this is right. when we first went to – you know, Joe Robbie Stadium, Landshark Stadium, Pro Player Stadium, whatever name you want to call it. I sat over there in the East End Zone, club level, row 10, right against the back wall, only because I wanted the AC. When they would open up the windows, you got the fresh AC coming down. And then I'm like, 
man, this is like too corporate for me. Like, I want to be in the action. Yeah. You know, again, when we were at the OB, man, we were West End Zone. We were the original West End crew down there, man. And right. Like, I wanted to be in the action. And here I'm sitting in the little mm-hmm. blue seats like, all right, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. You right. Know? I, and then finally I, I got to move down. I actually changed it up this year. I'm actually going to be in 211 CC. I had whatever Cornerstone Club. And, like, I think I tweeted that out few months ago. And mostly the response was, like, positive. Then you had a couple people, like, Oh, that's not where the real fans sit, and this and that. And in my head, I'm like, yo, I've sat in the upper deck. Right. I've sat, I don't care where I sat. In the Notre Dame game in 17, I believe it was, I bought a solo seat on the cane side. I was, the whole section was like, like you said, more like corporate. I was up and going crazy. At the end of the game, the guy taps me in the shoulder behind me, and I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, you coming next week? <laughs> Bring I'm like, the energy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, dude you don't stop and i love it i'm just like that I'm like, i don't care if i sit in the flagpole or next to the head coach yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm like well you see my tweets come on bro i don't stop yeah. I'm like ah. you know it's funny that notre dame game and we always reference that notre dame game as probably being one of the best games and loudest games since the ob you know mm-hmm. and and i think that's pretty relevant uh, relevant because we really haven't had that type of environment and then you follow that back up with va tech the following week right like what I remember about 2017 in that Notre Dame game, Grayson, I think was, was two and a half weeks old. And Maria's like, well, what are we doing with Grayson? His ass is going to the game. Like oh. we brought, like, look, bro, like if you're going to train your kid, train him right. And people, I brought him out there. I think he was like 17 days old. You know, we're sitting down there. We ended up moving. We, we actually sat in 106 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up right, right, you know, right in front of 207, 206. It's kind of like the student section. You know, so we just kind of went all the way to the back wall, just sat there by ourselves, and it was packed, man. But, you know, I couldn't be down, you know, down towards the field with a little, you know, 14, 17-day-old kid. I just – I had to have yeah. a little bit of, you know, parental guidance, you know. No, I, <laughs> I don't blame you, but I'm telling you, even week one, I'm expecting a crazy atmosphere. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's Labor Day weekend, the opener, all the hype. I don't care who the, the opponent is. I'm just expecting madness out there. Once the gates open 11, 30, 12, or whatever it may be. So here's the thing, though. With all the expectations that have been put on this team and all the love for Mario and all this off-season champ stuff, we're almost setting ourselves up for, for doom in a way, right? Because unless Mario comes in here, hits the gas and wins every game by 30 points and you know, has TVD continuing the, you know, 303 touchdowns, people are going to complain, right? And I mean, I think that's absolutely absurd, but it's a reality that that we're facing in this social media age. I mean, mm. you know, when I look at it, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not predicting wins and losses, right? I just want to see things that we haven't seen really for the past 15, 20 years. And that's that we showed up, that we show up to games prepared. Right. Uh, we show up, you know, to games with intensity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have our people in the right place. Like, you know, as long as I see that and I see a lot of effort and I see these guys fight, I'm okay losing a couple games. I mean, I think, you know, you have the opportunity here to to come in and, you know, I think you could win all 12 regular season games. Now, you know, winning the ACC, that's a step up, right? That would, sure. that's going to take a lot. What, you know, if you win that ACC, you know, then right. you're talking about getting the college football playoff. And I just don't think there's any way that we have the firepower to keep up with any team in there. But what you cannot control and nobody has and that's why every single college football fans like they see light at the end of the tunnel for their team 
you can't control injuries and you can't control the, the way that your roster is going to break out. Right. So, you know, I think it's okay. I think it's healthy for us to be excited, for us to be happy, for us to see the investment that the school has made in the program. I think, you know, they're asking us as fans to make a return, but I think we need to be really smart about the way that we, you know, are, are going about this season and, you know, know that, Hey, we can catch lightning in a bottle, but right. at the same time, we need to be a little bit realist, right? Like it's okay to be excited, but we got to know you're not going to win every single game. No, but why are you being Mr. Real, positive? Realism's right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you and Mondo are like, you know, John John can kind of go up and down on the positivity, right? Like you know, he'll wear his heart on his sleeve sometimes. But Mondo and Cole, you never see you guys say a bad stuff. John, I've seen I've seen you get going sometimes before, man, especially hearing your Al Golden stories. So oh, it, my heart is on my sleeve at all times. There is no there's no filter. Um, I, I try to catch myself on Saturdays. Like Mondo's been to my house, so he knows the setup I have downstairs. That, that basement is crazy. Dude, I will throw my phone in the corners because I've got the chair lean back. I have to throw it away from me, or I do start sending out maniac tweets during the game. The only time I don't really send out maniac tweets during the game is when I'm there, because then I'm actually in the action uh, and trying to pay attention. But no, dude, I positivity. I'm 100% positive. I don't give a rat's ass. Now, if we lose a game, I'm not going to be down like I was a year ago, because I know the direction now is going the yeah. right way. Yeah, yeah. Correct. I mean, last we lose. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, we lose now. If we lose 34 7 at AM, I'm gonna go, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we lose 34 27. It's a late Fire game. Mario. <laughs> no, Mario's my boy. He yeah, follows me on it. Twitter. I'm good with you for at least three years. Then then we'll <laughs> then we'll rejudge. But, but Al Golden used to follow you, right? Uh, he did, but that's after. <laughs> that's after is now a, is now a bad time to mention that a couple of years ago or numerous years ago may have been a a downside for me when I actually showed up to a game in a shirt and tie. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I would have never. I would have never game. had done that. Dude, okay. I was wearing like these uh, tight, tight nut hugger Don Stockton pants. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Rocking the Stocktons. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. A shirt and tie. What was I doing? I'm sorry. He's probably wearing Dockers. You're one of those guys. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got an Atlanta Kings. I've evolved. I've evolved now. <laughs> you know, we've got a – a good Atlanta Canes club up here it used to be one central location. We get four or 500 people per game watch. And then they moved it like four or five different locations. So you get 30 or 40 people here. Well, when golden got hired, Oh my goodness. The amount of these yahoos that were showing up in those damn shirt and ties at the bar <laughs> for a game watch. And I'm looking like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, we're golden Canes. So you're golden idiot. <laughs> and again, I think we've talked about this on the show too. Like golden in his shirt and tie situation, Nowhere on there did he wear a University of Miami logo. Like he had khaki right. pants, a white shirt, you know, and it might have been Sleeves like TJ Maxx, you know, a shirt from TJ Maxx and some orange tie, bro. Hey, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with TJ Maxx. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got the TJ Maxx special on there, bro. Yeah. The red dot on it, right? True story. I did. I, it was some, it was the last game UAB played before they dropped their, their program for a year. And, West Durham gave me a call and goes, hey, they need a sideline reporter for TV. Would you drive to Birmingham? And they paid me very well to drive to Birmingham. I said, hell yeah, it's a two and a half hour drive. I'll go do the game. I wore an orange tie on the damn sideline. I was doing oh. TV and I had to look professional. So I had on a suit uh, and I go, I'm going to rock the orange tie. Awful look off. I was about 270. I was a fat, you know what, standing on the side. And I've got this <laughs> orange tie and I didn't have a beard. I had like a little goatee. 
I looked like a fat pit bull in, in an orange time. It's the worst look ever. If you go far enough back on my Instagram, you could find the picture. Oh, I, I just won't goodness. tell you where to find me. Duck in the comments <laughs> right now goes, Golden sweat through his shirts like a straight man. Oh, uh, man. You know, there, there's an old Twitter account that's not really active. I think it came from the, De- the Dan Lebitard show, what he looks like. Oh, no. And they, they, they had one of Golden. They said, Al Golden looks like the manager at a Chick-fil-A when the Friars goes down. It was just a picture of him. And this account, like, I mean, it, it doesn't get kept up with, but, man, there used to be some really good – there was some gold in there, man, of, of some stuff. I, I got to find the tweet, and I got I to gotta pull it back out just for uh, – just, just for giggles, man. So, Mondo, it's hilarious. funny. I want, I want to go back to your section here, 211 Corner Club. I'm looking to see if there were single seats available for Bethune. I don't see any yet, but I'm going to keep scouring and see if I can find any. I yeah. find it laughable that people will try to judge somebody on where they sit. First of all, we, we've all been <laughs> to Miami games in September. It's 6 million degrees with 1,000% humidity. If you can sit in the AC, sit in the AC. No. Hey, I worked I, – I still visit the guys in the field. I've worked outside in this 100-degree humidity for 20-plus years. So being outside, I don't, I don't mind being outside at all. Yeah. But, you know, when you got kids and stuff like that, and you, you know, it, it is what it is. And I think it's going to be fine, but I don't care where I sit, to be honest with you. I, yeah. but I think well, the 200 is the best view of the game, though, right? Like, I, I grew up playing, like, Madden and NCAA football and all that, which, by the way, can't wait till that comes out about this One time more next year. year. Oh, dude, can't get here fast enough. But that's why I loved. Like I was in, I think it was two twenty one or something. But it was it was uh, one of the end zones on the right hand side of the end zone in the two hundred level, and it was just it was the best view of the game. Now I've moved now down to the corner, right at the tunnel where the smoke comes out, thanks to okay. DC. But nice. um, you know, um, I mean, I I don't like the view of the game as much there. But there's nothing like being out that smoke and taking a deep breath when the boys run out. So. Yeah, I was in the west end zone in 207 in the upper in the west corner end zone. And yeah, I got a little, I like the seats, but I got tired of that angle. It's a weird angle. It is. So I didn't like it at all. So I was like, you know, and John alluded to the fact that, yeah, if you look for a single seat right now, those corner uh, cornerstones, you won't find them. Like the only reason I found out those two were available because my ticket guy told me off to the side. Mm, Those have gone, I mean, those, and those are on the lower end of the suites. I mean, it wasn't cheap by any means, but the other suites, like more towards the center. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my, my they're, buddy Carlos, they're, going, they're moving my buddy carlos sits in like 214 or two he's, he's basically on the 40 yard line up mm. against the wall yeah, and yeah, yeah. he knows a guy that knows a guy which is how he got these seats and i usually try to make my way over there which was a lot easier last year michigan state security didn't give it him you could have walked in club over hell you could have ran on the field and made a tackle and they were okay <laughs> i do have a feeling this bethune game you're talking 55 60 grand show I, you took the words out of my yes i'm yeah. telling you man it's the, the the hype is crazy right now it is i don't care who the opponent is watch i'm telling you i mean the big fact, crowd the fact that guys like me are going to fly down i never ever would have flown down for bethune cookman in just a regular year you know if i live there different story i i'd come every week cuz yeah. it's the kind of fan i am you want to talk about bethune and I'm going to jump on a plane and spend a weekend and money. I cannot wait to see Mario's team. I yes, just can't. All, all jokes aside, what they, this staff has done in a matter of six, seven months, and like uh, Dirty alluded to earlier, what, what happens next year when after they win 10, 11, and show what they do in the field, which we know is going to be solid because this staff is crazy. Yeah. But you give a, a recruiting class or two, 
and I'm not going to lie. I've told you guys off to the side. I'm not a huge recruiting expert by any means, but it, I don't have to tell you guys this. You guys know football. It all starts on the O-line and the D-line. Yep. And the, oh, the hallmark of all the great Miami teams was they were so deep on the O-line and the D-line. Yeah. There's names. You, know. you, you talk about the saps and all that. I could throw Greg Mark at you, Rusty Medeiros, Jimmy Jones, Kevin These Patrick, keep, <laughs> Kevin Patrick, guys that would just keep coming and rotating, rotating, rotating. Yeah, yeah. Guys that are not Hall of Famers, but we were loaded. Yeah, and That's if you me. listen to the show, if you listen to the show and we have Vince on, Vince would say the same thing. And all starts on. offense and defense. It starts at the line, and that's why I'm so happy that we have a coach in Mario who knows what it takes. Obviously, he put the blood, sweat, and tears right there on Green Tree being an old lineman, going against a D-line, so he knows what it's going to take. And, again, you look at recruiting, right? Now, again, I'll give a couple shout-outs to some of our, you know, huge edit people out here that, that you know, that's probably joining us. Let's do it. You know, my boy Rasta, you know, does mad edits. You know, oh, Jazz does, you know, Jazz. Yes. Crazy. Um, yeah. You know, my boy King's Chief. You know, listen, yeah. you know, yeah. I might not chime in a lot, you know, when they're posting stuff or tweeting stuff, you know, like, like to me, social media isn't my life. I'll chime in every now and then here and there. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, I got to give props for props due. Like, they created something. And, you know, there's a, another recruiting guy, um, Hayes Fawcett or whatever his name yeah. is, something oh, like yes. that. Oh, yes. And he put out a, 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 a graphic, you know, like an edit when someone committed. And I'm like, bro, like, I tweeted that at him. I'm like, y'all need to get a hold of, like, Rasta and Jazz and Kane Sheep because their stuff is fire. And you don't think that these yeah. kids see that? Like, bro, like, yeah. they literally, they see they that see stuff, it. man. Of course and, they and, see it. And, and, bro, they, they put out so such great fire content. And then, again, you know, you start getting the um, – you start getting the hashtags, you know, this person to the you, this person to the you. Like, fans see that. Players see yeah. that. Recruits see that. You know, and, again, we're like, listen, we're a small private school down here in South Florida. But at the end mm. of the day, I think we have more passion – for our school, whether it's good or bad sometimes, than I think anybody does in the country. <laughs> well, Alex, Alex Mirabal was on uh, recently with the Orange Bowl boys, and he alluded, I think he had a quote to the effect of us coaches, I said, oh, we see it. We yeah. see it on Twitter. We, the fans are crazy, and we love it, et cetera. So trust me, like you said, and Jazz and, and Rasta, yeah, talent, I'm not like, artistic and stuff. I suck, like, yeah. really bad, like – they're amazing, like really, really great stuff. Well, like last night, if you watched the the baseball game, you know you watched the All Star game. Uh, who was the Yankee pitcher? Cortez. Yeah, they asked him, like, Cortez. "What's it like being like? What's it like in Hialeah? Or what do you, what do you do in Hialeah? Whatever you want, whatever you need, we got it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. So you know? I, I guess I got inspired by it, and I had to, of course, go on there and tweet. I played baseball in Hialeah '94 and '95. Like anybody gives a crap, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had a great glove at second base, but my God, I was like uh, Serrano in Major League. I can't hit the breaking ball. <laughs> Straight pitch, I hit very good. Ball, no good. <laughs> oh my God, what was it? What was the little uh, statue's name? Uh, Joe Boo. Joe, Joe, Boo. Joe, Joe Boo. Joe Boo. Joe Boo. Yeah, that was a great movie, man. What do you mean? Like, there's there's so there's such great lines in that movie. Remember the first home Classic. run? Like, in the, too high. It's too what high. Do you mean too high. <laughs> If you ever listen yeah. to our show, which I get, I got to give a shout out to Mondo. And Mondo, I've got a hilarious story, um, which before I give a shout out, because Mondo taps the app. He listens to the 680 The Fan yeah, app. I do. About once or twice a week, he'll, he'll tweet no, us. two or three, easy. Two, two or, or three. three. Come on now. Come on. So anyway, I'm talking to Joe <laughs> Hamilton. So here's the story. Joe Ham, former Heisman runner-up, when I say one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet, we'll have him on the show when we play Georgia Tech. Um 
he was his he gave an incentive to his 14 year old if you get straight A's you get straight A's I'll buy you a PS5 well his son got straight A's well as if you know if you're trying to get a PS5 it's next to impossible like they're they're as soon as they go on sale they're sold out and they're gone so anyway we had a listener send Joe a text and say hey I've got a PS5 I'll sell it to you face value it's brand new in the box Joe, he ends up going and picks it up. So the story that Mondo gets involved, Joe calls me Friday, just uber excited. John, man, power radio is amazing. Because I was doing middays. I filled in for our midday guys that day, so I didn't get the chance to see Joe. Power radio is amazing. He tells me this whole story about getting the PS5, and he goes, you know, you got that one guy that's always shirtless and tan that that, that tweets us and <laughs> he listens in Miami. I said, oh, my boy, Mondo. He goes, oh yeah, God. man, he loves us. He, he, he tweets us all the time. I said, that's actually my boy. And the fact that he said you were shirtless and tan, I <laughs> fell out laughing. <laughs> I hadn't been tan for months. And after spending about three days in Siesta Key up in Sarasota, I was looking like, my, what's this guy's name? Polly D in Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. <laughs> you knew it was a blowout at the Just time. Just need the oh, hair, God. not the yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a little well, bit left. I got a I little bit Polly left. D cut it off now, if I'm not mistaken. He's got a low cut. Pauly D's mm-hmm. got to be in his mid forties. You said Pauly D or or, or Pauly Shore? No, Pauly D. Oh, no, no, Pauly D. Pauly D from Jersey Shore, man. Is DC throwing it back to the old UMTV? Right. Bro. <laughs> Listen, so you, yeah, you are you are now known in Atlanta as shirtless and tan, which is which is hilarious. So John, like, don't be mad because I'm jacked and tan. That's right. Don't yeah. be mad. So John, earlier earlier before we went live, I said that something reminded me. So uh, Mondo, we had this conversation. Uh, birds, birds, not one. Have you ever followed wrestling? Did you watch wrestling? <laughs> Have I ever watched wrestling? Lil, put it to you this way. When I was in my younger days, we would all get together. And buy you like Ray pizza. Mysterio Jr.? <laughs> like- <laughs> uh, Ray Mysterio. We would order pizza and beat the crap out of each other. These $79.95 pay-per-views. Like now, I'll watch it like once in a blue moon. That was actually a good retrospective over the weekend on Goldberg. So that's Great. my point. So that's yeah. where I'm going with this. So. The I think it's A A and E something created like now it's yes, all like uh, yes. biographies right so John yes. I'm watching they had Goldberg on the other day mm-hmm. and, and I mm-hmm. love Goldberg I got to go back and mm-hmm. watch this bro it was excellent excellent really really good one so the first one they did was uh, the first one was the Undertaker so the, now yes. they're coming up with biographies and then now they're coming up with uh, rivals too so they had Shawn Michaels and Bret the Hitman Hart right and they, bro like it, it's phenomenal Birds but so I'm watching people. Goldberg and obviously like I really didn't know that Goldberg was that of a badass playing nose tackle in oh, yeah. Georgia? Yeah. Like, I, I had no idea either. Yeah. What a monster this guy was, and how he became a wrestler at the age of thirty, and then here he mm-hmm. is in his in his fifties, you know, you know, sitting there and wrestling. But like, so I was thinking of you when I'm watching it, because not that you have the the Goldberg physique, John, but you have <laughs> the head, you have you have the ball head, you have the goatee. You live in Atlanta, you know, and I was thinking of George. I'm like, man, that's like John Michael's a little bit up there. <laughs> Who the heck? We had somebody on Radio Row this way. I think it was Joe Tessator, one of the great voices. And yeah. uh, oh, he, boxing guy. Yeah, very good. Huge wrestling guy, too. So we're we're talking about wrestling, and, he, and he's sitting right across from me, and he goes, you got the traps to be a professional wrestler. I said, no, I have the voice <laughs> to be a, a wrestling manager. I'm Manager. not taking any bumps like those guys. Oh. It's funny you say that. We're going to our whole show is going to WWE SmackDown next Friday. We're oh, sitting wow. ringside, so if you watch live, you may see me and and Joe Hamilton nice. and Hudson Mason and B Finn and all those guys sitting there laughing, joking, uh, talking mm-hmm. trash. Well, we, you know that Goldberg. You know, obviously, 
Um, he ended up playing for the Falcons. Yep. And, and yes. so obviously when he won, I guess the WrestleMania, like, you know, Jamal Anderson, all those guys, all the guys came in into the ring and they were all lifting him up. And, you know, he was just talking yep. about how he just wanted to be an idol, like, you know, and he wanted to give back to the kids and, you know, all the guys that he looked up to talk about Goldberg playing football mm. is now mm. all those guys are looking up to him as he's a wrestler. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was, it's a very good biography. Um, bond to what you said. Yeah. Tell them that Tito's and Red Bull. Uh, oh, if John was going to be here, of course I'm having Tito's. And, look, Red Bull's right here. Yeah, no, there's the Red Bull, man. Come on. I feel so. We, we we just started putting the show on YouTube here, right? And you know, all these comments have been coming in, right? Everybody that's watching, man. So shout out to everybody that's uh, that's watching there on YouTube. But I just found out we could put the comments on the screen. Like for like weeks, I've been sitting here not posting all these great comments. Oh, so. they're on mine. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see mine left and right. Well, that, we can that's pop why on the screen. That's why he's a professional, ladies and gentlemen. You see, bro, <laughs> bird. Like my, I've been like, I see the comments, so that's why I type in there. You're not well, the only one typing. Well, I, bro. No, I see the comments too. Oh. I just we've been calling them out. Where now we can now we can put them up on the screen. Like, so that's a fire stick G throwing you up. This, this is, this is the first show I realized said, look, I work on. Is that fire stick G? That's my. That's fire stick G. I didn't realize um, until today's show that I could actually, because I, I'd see you guys post the comments every now and then, and I'm like, what are they looking at? I'm not. And then I realize there's this comments tab over here, <laughs> and I see all the comments coming in. Uh, I, G, yes, I know it's on the fire stick. I just have to get the wife out of the room so I can actually yeah. watch on the fire stick. So speaking yeah. of that, fire stick, G, I appreciate it. I did watch Top Gun Maverick again last night for the 15th ah, time. So, <laughs> bro. Like literally, I, I'm like, what do I watch tonight? There was nothing on. Like, there's no good TV shows on anymore right now. So I have I, watched. I'm not kidding you. 35 episodes in a row of the first 48. I now realize I never want to go to Mobile, Alabama. I never want to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I never want to go to Birmingham. <laughs> well, well Miami used to be on there all the time. So, so John, speaking of Tulsa, Oklahoma, that's, that's where Goldberg was born. Really. Bro, you gotta watch the biography. Yeah, that can, no, but you, you you'll love it because it was interesting. Like I think Cole mentioned about um, uh, Goldberg uh, against Hogan winning the the title and all the former Falcons coming into the ring and raising him up on their shoulders. I a was lot of there. The, I like watching there. the behind the scenes stuff. A lot of the wrestlers. I'm not gonna give away the whole show because John hasn't seen it. But a lot of the guys in the locker room were jealous of Goldberg. They didn't like him because yeah. in that business, you're talking about guys that have struggled, probably making ends meet for five, ten, fifteen years. And this guy comes in, football player, as he called himself. <laughs> no, no, seriously, yeah. No, no, he came in. John was like Carl Anderson. He might so, be, oh, okay. be uh, Owen. Oh, what's his now? Nah, what was the Anderson? Uh, Arn no, Anderson? You, no, Arn look Anderson up, and Ole. Look, no, no, no. Arn and look, up, look up Carl Anderson right now. I was just at Impact okay, Wrestling gotta, two I, weeks I gotta ago. Do this. I got to do this. Who's Carl, Carl Anderson? Carl Anderson, he was in the Bullet Club. He was in – he was with – um. He was with what's your boy, uh, AJ Styles in the WWE, him and Luke Gallo. Oh my God, yes. You look like. <laughs> oh my God. God, that is your doppelganger. There Carl so, Anderson. So he was at Carl, he was oh at Impact Wrestling. God. And the same thing is Finn looks at me and goes, Damn, you look like that dude. And I said, Well, <laughs> that's awesome. Know, I'm in a little bit of better shape. Uh, he's in better shape than I am. But uh, I was at the Georgia Dome the night, night? Goldberg beat Hogan. There were 70,000 plus. When he beat Hogan for the WCW championship, that was at the height of the NWO and everything yeah. else. That might have been my first year living here. Yeah, which was that's really, when Hogan really awesome. Hogan kind of passed the torch that night. You know, going yeah. towards Goldberg. No, you know, we, we know about yeah, we know about. I didn't mean to cut you off. We know about this time, but the younger ones listening probably don't. Those Monday nights for a good two three year stretch, 
The Rock, Stone Cold, Hogan, uh, Hall, oh, Nash. It was like you'd be with a TV controller like this, like changing. It was back and forth. It, it was it was like unbelievable. It was crazy. So get, you guys will get a good laugh out of this. Bird is going, what the hell are we talking about? But that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm in college in right outside of Dallas, Texas. I went to a small school. And this was in the 90s. We did not have cable in our room. So the only place that there was cable was in the lobby. The boy, We only had two dorms, a, a men's dorm and a woman's dorm. And in the lobby, we had these 60-inch box, you know, old school, big screen TV. And the only place that you could watch cable was there. So in your room, we got two channels, some Tyler, Texas news channel and some scraggly. So you had to watch whatever was on VHS. So the story to that was our rule for the men's dorm was whoever got the remote first got the control. Well, to get the remote first, you had to eat dinner at about 4.30 and then just go sit in the lobby. So Monday night, what's on Monday nights? NFL football. At the time, the Cowboys were one of the premier teams. They were That was Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys when I was there from 94 to 98. But wrestling was going on at the same time. Me being the jack wagon that I am, I would go eat dinner at 4.30. When everybody went to dinner at 6 or 7, I'd just be sitting there with the remote. And when wrestling would come on, we'd be watching WCW and WWE, and all the Cowboy fans would be livid. Put on the Cowboys. You guys know the rule. And ain't now one of y'all taking the damn remote from me. And I'd make them watch <laughs> WCW and WWE till it right. went off the air. Bird actually hates this topic. I can just tell. Look, look at this. Don't, just I don't look hate at the, it. Look I at just the, don't like, have anything to say. I don't Look I don't at his know. eyes. He's like, you guys are retarded. <laughs> no, no, look. He, he's, 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 probably te- he's probably texting you guys. We're never bringing on that Mondo guy again. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, Mondo, you know we've been trying to get you on for a while now, man. A few months ago, I told you let's do it, and then something came up on your that's, end. That's probably legend, Bird's fault. Allegedly. That's Bird's Bird, fault. Yeah, Bird had to go get you know, Bird had to go get, get crumble ice cream or crumble cookies. Which, by the way, is a little overrated. Those cookies Facts. are way too big, and they're way no too damn expensive. Way. Facts. I strongly disagree with you. Those so, cookies so, are amazing. So, so For somebody Mondo, who's trying to be keto right now, like I think about those. You don't try to be keto. You're either keto or you're not keto. Well, I've been I'm on, not keto. but I'm back on. I'm, I'm I had like, a 25-piece wing before the show. Killed them. Blue cheese. Ooh, blue, cheese. Uh, blue cheese. Blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to check out that place in Ricky's in Hollywood. Everybody keeps telling me about it. I still haven't been. I know, I know Cole mentioned Coral Springs. Bro, Wings Plus, yeah. Roosters. Wings. Absolutely. Right. I love What's my chicken wings. What's the spot you sure. told me to go to last year? Was it Garcia's? That's a famous one that everybody goes to in Miami. Um, Garcia's Seafood, yeah. There's actually a place next door that might even be a, a little better. The but Garcia's is very good. Okay. No, 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 it's not. Well, yeah, Pelican's down on Key Biscayne. Yeah, you um, like you but, like Carbones? Um, bro, Have you been like to Carbones? Pa- I love pasta and seafood, bro. Bro, Carbones <laughs> was listen. Never been. We there. got we got reservations, and it's so hard to get. Funny story. So obviously, John and Bird does a there's a an Italian restaurant down in Miami called Carbones. It's mm-hmm. it's literally when I say fire, like it's it's legit, right? Maria and I get there. We have a five thirty. They open at five thirty. We get down there. Obviously, it's about an hour drive. We go down there. We eat. You know, and again, I'm ordering shit only because, like, I don't know what's on the menu, but I'm ordering prosciutto and I'm ordering this and, and I'm ordering that. And I'm not even eating it because it tastes like crap when it finally comes because that's, I don't eat that stuff. But they had like this, uh, the spicy regatoni, which, which is phenomenal. We leave, we leave, 
Two hours later, I'm watching the news. The place got caught on fire. Oh, like, no. Oh. The kitchen caught on fire. <laughs> I'm like, the spicy oh, rigatoni no. must have been really, really hot that night. So, <laughs> but there's definitely some good restaurants. So I got to ask oh, you, Mondo, you are one of the most passionate sports talk podcast listeners. Like, if anybody has a podcast that needs supported, you will go download it and listen. What get, right. and I know you used to work in the field and you'd be out and about all the time. What gives you the passion to do that? Because, well, obviously, now these days you got you know TV, you got the pods, but back then it was sports radio. I mean, even like right now, if you ask me right now, what's the top five or ten music songs going on right now? I'd probably tell you, You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. I have no idea because all I do, like right here, my podcast, I got all this, I got that, it's all sports related. Um. I would drive around and from sun up to sundown, sports radio. I would just listen to it. I would call in all the time. It was, right. it was probably annoying. Yeah, it was so, probably so annoying. We're, gonna, we're gonna put you on the spot now. And and I'm sure some of the people that we will mention here are no longer employed in this best <laughs> best and worst shows that you can remember. Well, the worst show, the guy's still on, so I probably shouldn't go that route. Drop, drop the fire, drop the heat. No, nah, I ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> as, long, as long as you don't say Kang Gang, we're okay. <laughs> no, oh, you mean guys on Sirius XM are terrible. No, 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 Sirius XM is great. What's up, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, what? Okay, we we won't make you put a name out there. What would constitute the worst? Like, what's something that you listen to and you go, I just can't do this. When you only really know one sport, mm. and then when it's the other sports season, you're like grasping at straws and praying for the other sport to start. Um, I feel like a lot of the like media that. personalities are like that. Like a lot of the big name media personalities, like you know, like Stephen A. Smith, like he only knows basketball, right? Like right. any you get him on other foot other sports, and he's just so far out there, right? But I think a lot of the local personalities are the same way. I mean, I, I he's obviously. I, I, I don't understand very... that working in uh, working in that industry. I don't understand how you're how you can just narrow yourself to one thing. I get it. If you're on NBA TV and uh, that's your thing, cool. You talk about the NBA twenty four seven, no big deal. You're on the NFL Network, same thing. If you're hosting a sports talk show, whether it's national or local format, you have to be able to know a little bit of everything. I'm not a huge baseball guy. I mean, I grew up playing baseball. I, I've watched. But because my radio station is the home of the Braves, I watch four or five innings every night, so I'm well-versed. It's part of you your know, job, absolutely. I'll watch. I, I Golf is like watching paint dry. <laughs> but I know there's going to be times that we talk about golf. I'll tune in and watch it. And there's something we're going to play on our show tomorrow. We're going to have fun at the expense of Mad Dog Chris Russo. Chris, Chris is one of the geniuses in this business, but he knows this much about college football. And I've got my fingers yeah. pressed together. You know, nothing. Don't talk about it. If you don't know about it. And he made a statement about the Heisman trophy, uh, that we're all going to go off on him for tomorrow. Those are the guys that drive me crazy. Like if you don't know something, I don't know jack crap about tennis. Guess what? When we start talking tennis, I go to the bathroom. It's like, it's like bird with wrestling. Yeah. Andy, Andy Roddick. Who's, who's that? I mean, I know who they Andy are. Roddick. It's like, 
you tell me the top five tennis players right now. I'm going to give you John McEnroe, Jimmy. Con- I it's it's the same three. It's Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, and I don't know. Pete I Sanders. really don't know anybody else. Pete Honestly, when I watch Pete tennis, <laughs> I have no idea how the scoring works in tennis when I watch it. I'll, I'll totally, really? I'll openly admit that. Love like, 15. So I'm, I'm going to check this off. No, re- no wrestling, no tennis for Dirty Bird. What else? Right. <laughs> Pretty much everything, I'm good. So the guys that only know one thing, you don't particularly care. So who, what makes the best? So, so I'll tell you, one of my favorite shows ever is Dan Levitard. Oh, I think Levitz and, and Stu Gotts and his group and Mike Ryan, those guys are amazing. They do radio the right way. They don't take themselves too seriously unless they need to. They have fun. They can talk intelligently about a little bit of everything. And it's always been an entertaining show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let, let me jump in with that. So when I was growing up, um, Jeff DeForest, Steve mm-hmm. Goldstein, and Joe Rose. Like that was, the, the, bro, that was like, you know, you go back to um, yes. like Hank Goldberg, obviously he just passed away. Um, mm. But who was, who was the, I, I believe he was a Jewish guy. He puts Goldstein? the lotion in the basket. No, no. Um, um, well, you had Goldie, you had Goldie. You had, well, no, well who you was, mentioned who, um, Defoe. Who Defoe's guy? one of the best quotes of all time. Defoe's a notorious <sighs> gambler. And Defoe would say, his on his grandmother's deathbed, her last words to him were "Take the points, <laughs> take the points." <laughs> but like morning radio for me, listening to Defoe, Goldie, and Joe Rose in the yes. morning, and I still listen. Like even now, I listen to QAM. Like so, you got Joe Rose, Brian Monroe, you know who's been a guest on our show. Yeah, you had Sedano, Sedano, Sedano over there. Was here. Sedano, Sedano, yeah, Dono. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget Zach my boy Grant. Zach. Zach's my Zach, Zach, Zach I think Dono's watching on YouTube right now. He was making comments in there earlier. Well, yeah, you had Dono. I mean, you had Sedano both. <laughs> Dono and Sedano, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, the best the best show going right now is Hawkman and Crowder. Um, is that I a know. Plug? Is that a plug? No, <laughs> and, and it is. And Crowder was just on our station up here, and we we laughed. He told the Nick Saban stripper story, which was fantastic. Oh, um, I saw Randy. I saw Randy McMichael. Um, he threw Randy. He, Randy McMichael. If you haven't heard the story, to not not to steal whatever happened with. Uh, with uh, Crowder, but basically, you know, they try to do Tim Rosenberg. There you go. Somebody chimed in. Ne- I was never a fan. Uh, to New York for me, he's a super smart guy, but uh, Neil Rogers, mm. different story. One of the OGs. Neil Rogers. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Neil, Neil God. Rogers. Neil God. <laughs> Jim Mandich, the Mad Dog, Mad is Dog. one of the yeah. all timers. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But really, the really Crowder good. story was they did the rookie skit, and he decided instead of getting up and dancing or singing, whatever, he brought a stripper. <laughs> and put Nick Saban on stage. This true story. He said he got somebody to cue up music. The music comes. Somebody dims the lights. The stripper comes walk on stage and goes to dance with Saban. Saban literally takes his hands on either side of the girl's hips, moves her away, stands up, and leaves. So Crowder <laughs> around as a rookie, wow. and everybody's going, oh, no. Well, Randy McMichael was the one that was in charge of putting it together. And Randy's my boy. He lives five minutes from me here in Atlanta, and my wife and his wife are really good friends and whatnot. And Crowder said Randy got the brunt of it because Saban went nuts on Randy. So I saw Randy uh, Monday at SEC Media Days, and he was like, man, we don't, that story's like 10 years old. He goes, that damn Crowder got me in so much trouble, I had to throw him under the bus too. But <laughs> oh I, love, I love their show because, again, it doesn't take themselves too serious. I can't do, you know – Third inning, the Marlins should have hit and run. That that's stupid. Like if you ever listen to our show in Atlanta, Mondo, you do. You we bust each other's ass the entire show. That's all we do. That's what you we know, do too. 
we, yeah. we do. You know, you're speaking of SEC, <laughs> SEC Media Day, did you – well, did you did you guys see the video of, um, of Shane Beamer from South Carolina? Yeah. Oh, their TikTok video was awesome. Listen, that just shows you how how engaged he is with his players. First mm-hmm. of all, he missed the like the opening part with the mic, but you know he 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 got into it. But that was very creative, and you can just see how that's going to resonate. And you know, you talk about team building. You know, that's going to be something that he can generate with his team. Now, again, if you've been watching University of Miami, um, and and, and listen, I love thirty four. I love Ryan Ragoni, right? So. Maybe mm-hmm. not on the field as much, but he's been able to do these team building like uh, mm-hmm. um, Twitter videos. They just did another one where they went paintballing, you know, and axe throwing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mario's got these guys. They did a whole water park thing, you know. So, you know, yeah. it's starting to get that camaraderie where yeah. I think those players need to lean on each other. And I'm glad Mario's bringing that back. Yeah, I was actually disappointed because I was, I was actually at that water park about two weeks before they were there. Title <laughs> code? Like yeah, yeah, really, really cool. Really, yeah, that's in Aventura, even, right? That's in Aventura. Yeah, yeah. We, our family, had never heard of it until about a month and a half ago, and I was like, "There's a water park in Aventura, where?" Yeah, and pretty cool. Um, Told by Tumberry, like, right? Yeah, in that general area. Yes, yeah. over there. If you yeah. stay at their hotel, the water park is free, so it's cheaper. Hmm. Um, I think to we stay did at the hotel. Yeah, you stay at the hotel. Two about two days. Two days. Yeah, yeah. but it's cheaper than going and, pi- and paying for the park. You just Correct. stay at the hotel. It's actually cheaper to do it that way. Oh, I, I, I love, ask, I love what Al Blades did with that video because oh, you saw that dude. idiot girl that put, oh, look at the prisoners going to jail. And Al Blades and the whole Miami team kind of made fun of her. They started they started doing videos saying, well, this is what I got to What you in for? What you in for? for? <laughs> those were classic. I love no. when these kids go, fine, you want, you want to play the stupid stereotype? No. We'll do the same. And of course, the coward ass girl blocked everything. She just she made all of her pages private uh, as yeah. soon as that happened. Oh, look at the helmet! There's the helmet. <laughs> now, well, I wanted to ask you guys real quick. Now, John, especially you, you're in SEC country. It seems like we're tilting towards. I think somebody referenced it on TV recently, an AFC NFC type of thing in college. Where, as you saw, the one that blew everybody's mind was obviously the California team going to the Big, what, the Big, uh, Big Twelve. Nobody. That's like what. So do you see all that, there's a lot of smoke about Clemson and Miami and FSU going SEC. If you look at the map, it makes sense. Do you see that in the foreseeable future, us having like pretty much, I think there's only room for two big conferences like that. I mean, I don't know how the ACC can survive this at this point. Well, they didn't want the playoff, right? Am I wrong on that? Or yeah, if, or if well, they effect? wanted what they wanted, they wanted to expand it and they wanted automatic qualifiers. Okay. Greg Sankey of the SEC was like, I, if we're going to expand it, I want the eight best teams and no need for these AQs. And yeah. especially now with the Pac 12 kind of dying, I mm. think what's going to happen in five years is you're going to have the top 60 or 70, maybe 80 teams break away from the NCAA and do their own thing. You know, these individual conferences broker their own TV money anyway, which is why the SEC and the Big Ten make so much more. And eventually, it's already the haves and the have-nots, but that gap's getting bigger by the day. When you're talking about $800 million in TV revenue that was dispersed just last year for the SEC, and the ACC only did about four fifty, dollars the money doesn't add up. And you had Jim Phillips today coming out and saying the ACC is still the premier conference. Shut the hell up. Like you, these, these overpaid stuff suits that stand up there and spit nonsense. It makes, it disgusts me. Like I really can't stand it. 
Well, it's like the you know the whole tobacco road that runs the ACC. These guys are totally content being the best basketball conference. And the sure, crazy part yeah. is they're not even the best basketball conference anymore. I mean, one could argue the Big 12 or the SEC are better in basketball than the ACC is right now in their programs, right? So, you know, you've got Well, you did guys. have Duke playing in the championship game. Yeah. Well, no, I, no, no. You, no, it's Carolina. With the Carolina, yeah. Carolina well, well, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, you, you still yeah. had an ACC team in you, the championship game. You did, and they played well in the tournament. But in terms of the regular season, man, I mean, they were pretty much getting whooped in there. But still, you know, they should, you know, if you're going to be the preeminent basketball conference, like be the best, like clear, clear cut the best, right? And they're not really right now, right? Uh, but then the other thing that they did, ESPN, when when they signed this grant and rights thing with the, you know, with the TV deals, like, I don't think any of these ACC teams are going to be able to go anywhere. Like that's a lot of money to leave that you gotta, that you gotta soak up. Like somebody has got to stroke that check. Right. Like, right. I don't see us going anywhere. I mean, even if, I, even if the ACC stays around and you're probably right bird, cause you're talking a hundred million bucks or more to potentially yeah. get out of this deal. This is where I think, again, they're all going to move off and do their own thing. Because what happens? What happens with Notre Dame right now without USC and UCLA? Doesn't matter. Yeah, Notre Dame. I mean, right. Notre Dame's talking about they want seventy-five million per year in TV revenue. Crazy, and they're going to get it. Yeah, they belong in the Big Ten to me, though, man. Like I know everybody says ACC, and they've had a lot of relationship there, but you know. It just doesn't make sense, man. You know, but- geographically, it makes more sense for them to be up in the Big Ten. That's well, why yeah, I don't. I, that's why I don't see how USC yeah. and UCLA geographically lines up with the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you got Nebraska in the Big Ten, but I mean, really, you should be either a pack. The geographics are out though. The, yeah. Now yeah. it is. Yeah, we need that's, to forget about what happened in the '80s and '90s. Geographics no longer matter. Yeah. Um, I know yeah. people have said, "Wait, USC is going to have to fly to Rutgers." Do these Man. guys fly on charter planes? It, it's no There's longer no going through TSA. You know, I, I flew with the Falcons for a decade. Let me tell you the difference of going on a charter plane and going through TSA. Um, you know, when you're on a charter plane, you pull up and you walk on and they go, eh, let me look at your bag. Good. Go on the plane. Because they know we're trustworthy. They know who the hell we're, we're going to deal with. They also talk about the secondary sports and the baseball. Money and conference moves are not in consideration when it comes to those sports. Those sports are non-rev. Baseball doesn't make any money. No. The top no. 10 programs might make a little bit of a profit. Programs are carried by football. So decisions are going to be made for football. Guess what? If your women's tennis team now has to go to Iowa, Indiana, and Minnesota on a three-day stretch, that's what they're going to do. They don't give a damn about them. Or they're going to say, hey, we'll play football in this conference, and then we're going to play tennis against the West Coast, whoever the hell's out there. And, yep. and you've seen that, and that's what happens. I mean – you go back to Notre Dame. They say, hey, look, we'll play six games in the ACC, but then the rest we're going to keep it out on our own. We might trickle a few baseball games in. We might trickle right. in a few basketball games. Again, I think at some point it really has to come down to consolidation and say, look, this is what we got to do for college football. Because you're right, John. You can't have the Vanderbilt in the SEC. And I'm not knocking Kentucky. They had a good run. Obviously, they beat the Gators, which was positive. But, I mean, it's like those schools like that, even like Wake Forest. Yeah, Wake Forest had a good season last year, right? But you look at the mega programs and you look at the mega conferences, you're going to have your bottom feeders that are there. 
take them mm. bottom feeders out, build a strong continuity. And then there's no complaints about, well, you know, this team should have been in the playoffs. And now that team shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Like the Cincinnati's see, I, of the world. You know what I mean? See, and I disagree. Right. I don't want to get rid of Wake and Vandy. Those have been power five programs. What I don't need, and this no disrespect, I don't need FIU. I, I don't need Georgia Southern. You know, I don't need Georgia State. I don't need UAB. I, I get it. They're playing at an FBS level. Yeah. There are 90 per, I won't say 90. There are 60 programs right now that have zero chance. Like they, they don't even need to play and their season's right. over. If you're in a power five conference, at least you can make your own way. Now we all know Vandy and, and you know, Syracuse and schools like that won't win, but these other schools just, they have no resources to compete and they never will. What mm-hmm. I ultimately, me personally, I'd like to see if you go to just say 70, you go to 70, you make five 14 team conferences. I think if my math is right, that yep. puts you at 70. Yep. You have the five conference champions make it at that point because it's going to be a level playing field. Get rid of the Bethune Cookman game. I know Bethune needs the money. Get rid of playing Southern Miss. I'd rather play 10 conference games, one out of conference game, and now have a, a conference championship and an eight or a 16 team playoff. Then you get the best playing the best. I use George, and the only reason I use him for an example is because I, I'm here and I have to talk about him every day whether I want to or not. They have a six-game home schedule. Six. They play a neutral site game against Oregon. They play the neutral site game against Florida. It costs about five grand just to be able to then pay for tickets. You have to donate five grand to sit in section 658 in row 39 up there. And I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> That's to just get in the building. There's six games. They have two games that are worth crap. And I don't have the schedule in front of me. The only two games that are worth anything are Tennessee and Auburn. That's it. They play Georgia Tech at home, who's god-awful. They play Samford, maybe, and then one other grab-ass school. And then they have, I think, Vandy might be home game. So can you imagine you've paid eight to ten grand again, sit in section 647, row 39, and you have two games that are worth anything? Well, that's like Miami, right? Like I pay X amount of dollars. Mondo pays X amount of dollars. Who's I mean, your game? tickets are 10 grand a game. I know what you pay. Well, I pay 12. <laughs> 12. But look, we look at the schedule. Here's Georgia. Just look at this home schedule. Samford, Kent State, Missouri. Oh. No, Missouri's on the road. Missouri's on the road. I'm sorry. Samford, Kent State, Auburn, Vandy. Vandy, Tennessee, and Georgia Tech. That's your six home games uh, for the def- that's the defending national champions. You want to sell you want to sell me that that's good for college football? I why get do it. I have a feeling? Why do I have a feeling that tomorrow morning on that Atlanta show you're going to see a lot of angry text messages that Mr. Johnny Michael? <laughs> he always gets the angry <laughs> messages. You know what? Because Georgia fans agree with me. I have buddies that are lifelong. And they're like this home schedule sucks. Yeah, they're like I don't I can't even I can't sell Kent State. I got to sell my ticket for $400 to make it even. Yeah. People go, dude, it's, you know, and I don't know if you know where Athens is. Athens, yeah. bird, you'll know. Athens is a, an hour and a half drive from Atlanta. It's yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. You got to go up either 316 or out 78. It's, it's two lanes each way. It takes you forever to get there, forever to get out of there. And you want to go play Kent State? Come on, man. Yeah, that's, and that's the problem, I, I right? Want, I want a real schedule. Well, look at Miami's schedule. Who do you have at home this year? Bethune. Yeah. Southern, Southern Miss. Miss, you got Middle Tennessee State, crap, um, Carolina, uh, Florida State. State. You have Duke and Pitt. 
Yeah, but I think buckle up next year. If I'm not mistaken, isn't it Clemson A&M next year? Am I wrong? Or is it or is A&M yeah. 2024? I'm not, no, I got 24. Look. When is A&M? No, A&M's. Yeah, 24 is going to be a rough year. I think we have – well, we have Florida. Um, Bird, you could pull up 24 schedule or 23. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking second. right now. So Are you sure A&M is not next season? I, I here's what you have for next year. 23, you do have A&M at home. Uh, so you're, this is your home schedule for next year. It's Miami of Ohio. It's A&M. It's Georgia Tech, Virginia, Clemson, Louisville. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I, because because now we go to that three five five next year. Right, twenty twenty three. We go to the three five five, and then twenty four. I'm if I'm not mistaken, it's Florida. No, you're we at have, Florida. We're at Florida, and then we're at Syracuse because I'm going to that game. So yeah, you'll get that year. Your home schedule is Florida A and M, Ball State, Duke, Florida State, Pitt, Boston College. Now your roads. Oh my God, your road schedule is unbelievable. At Louisville, oh, at Wake Forest, at Clemson, at Notre Dame, Dang. at Syracuse, and at Florida. <laughs> yeah, definitely next year with Clemson, AM, and Louisville. After we get done with this show, I'm going to grab my phone and text text my ticking guy. Be like, uh, yo, you guys got a 27 month payment plan? <laughs> <laughs> now, Mano, I'm sure. Their price is going up, dog. <laughs> did yours, did yours, when, when you relocated, right? You relocated. Um, obviously, club levels, you know, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of pricey up there. Uh, what was your price increase, like as far as percentage-wise? Okay, I, I started three years ago because I, in the field, when I was um, doing the same employer but doing a different job, I would work pretty much every other Saturday. That's probably why I would go to three, four games a year, but I wouldn't get seeing tickets. Started off three years ago at 500 bucks a seat, each seat for the season. Then COVID hit, things changed. Last year, if I'm not mistaken, it was about 600-something? Then then I and two oh seven it jumped up to seven seven fifty. But then I started thinking, I'm like, yo, this angle, I don't know. And then yeah, so now to where I'm at now, it was another total was ten seventy five each seat for you, season. And how many seats you got? Derek. I got two? a family to think about. Only two, my friends. <laughs> I mean, how many seats I got? Oh, I got seven in the suites, you know. <laughs> two, bro. I mean, how many seats I got? Well, Those yeah. seats are fifteen hundred a game. So no, no, no. These these are ten seventy five each. Now, like I said, if you get suites more towards the sidelines, now you're talking a different. Yeah, these cornerstone clubs are cool, but it's not. Trust me, there's other ones that are a different level of. Yeah, yeah. Wild. So, me. but you're in it for for 2100 for the year. Without parking, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Without so parking. when you got a suite, they didn't they didn't include parking. Not these. These are only on the four corners of the stadium. There's about roughly two sections. Yeah, yeah. It, they only hold about 50, 40, 50 people in each in each um, room there. It yeah, has a so private bar. There's no yeah. food included, but it has a private bar. Gotcha. Now, do you so have free reign to walk around the club level, or can you only go into yeah, that? No, section? yeah, that's for sure. No. That doesn't change. That, okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, now, yeah, but when you sure. sat in two hundred seven, you couldn't go to the certain areas, right? You were limited no, to. No. You had full I access. Walk, I could walk around the whole stadium in the club. Yeah, level but you couldn't walk through. You, you could walk around the perimeter of the club level, but you couldn't walk through some of the open club levels, right? Because when you get around the corners, they have like like attendance. And they're asking you for like a wristband to get into certain areas. And I think that's the cornerstone club where I'm at this year. If Correct. I'm not mistaken. And now right. you'll be able to walk through all that area before well, you no, have to walk around. I have the walls. a seat in there. I yeah, have yeah. a seat in there now. Yeah. So I'm in gotcha. there now. That's my seat. Um, yeah. Then you also have live obviously in the, in the West end zone. That's different. 
But Correct. these where the guards are at, I guess that's the cornerstone. That's the cornerstone club. club. So hold up. Yeah. What do I have to do to get in live? Because the only time I've been through live at Hard Rock, they had just redone it. Falcons played Dolphins in a preseason game. And Wes and Dave, Wes Durham and Dave Archer, who are a play-by-play and color guy, used to love to – when we go to Miami, they wanted me to do special things. So if you've ever seen where poor Joe Zagaki and, and Victor Bermudez and all those guys have oh, to – Vic, my guy Vic. They're all the way in the corner, but right next to them is Liv. I came into our booth, and I kind of got lost, and I ended up in Liv, and all I had was my credential. <laughs> and they looked at me like I had three heads. What do I have to do to get in there during a game? I have just no say idea. You're, you're, just say you're Carl Anderson, and you're. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the wrestler, Carl Anderson. Cole, you got hookups. You don't know, you don't know how I to am. get in the live. I mean, I probably can. I mean, obviously, I can call my ticket people and be like, "Look, I mean, obviously, my with my tickets down in the field club, I have full access to walk all the way around." You know, walk up and say, "I'll pay your bill." <laughs> it's well, true. Like, I gotta go pay my bill. I mean, not, not, all of us, not all of us are having filet mignon on the field level. Listen, like Mr. Cole. Listen, <laughs> let me explain to you. It's yeah. <laughs> it's it's a different vibe down there. But you know what? The only reason I'm why sure I'm down is. there. Well, listen, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's a twelve thousand dollar vibe. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let me explain to you why I did. It. And listen, fin- financially, I'm in a, I'm in a situation where I can do that. Next year, I might not be in that situation. That's why I still have my tickets at the tunnel. The biggest issue is with Grayson having a, a, at this last year, he was four, like him in the stands, it just doesn't cut it, but I don't Mm -hmm. want him not to go to the games. I want him to be able to experience it. And when that booth, like on the field club opened up, I'm like, you know what? I even talked to Maria. I'm like, should I do it? And she's like, well, it's, you know, if if you feel like you, we can swing it, let's do it. Obviously the 12 month payment plan changes everything, right? (laughs) It it does. Whether or not it's, uh, you know, a thousand dollars or it's twelve thousand, whatever it is. But the payment plan definitely changes things. I, I've got my last one July thirty first. You heard right, me. You ticket office. My last one yeah. is July thirty first. I, I got, that. I got the same thing. <laughs> but for me, like when I walk in and and listen, obviously Grayson has a nickname. You know, I'm sure all our kids have nicknames. That like Grayson is G baby, right? He walked mm. in there. They met him. He walks in. The people already know him. G baby, here's your popcorn. Like they already they hand him his stuff. He's already walking out to his seats awesome. and for him That's to be cool. able to sit out there and just relax, you know, it's, it's nice. You know, I don't have to worry about, and I'm John, you and I are probably the same way. Like I'm an avid fan. Like I yell, I stand oh, up. Yeah. I don't want to sit down. I have nobody behind me to tell me to sit down. Cause when I used to sit in the it's end zone, Nobody people would be like, like bro, down. I'm not at a funeral. I'm at a right. college football game. Like, yeah. please yeah. stop. Not, you'd, be surprised. I'm, you'd be surprised in that 20, it opened up my eyes in that 2017 game in Notre Dame. There's a lot of people that just they sat not that they're not excited, but they're just I guess it's at the higher end along the 50, and they just I was the only one like going crazy. They're like Mondo. I look around, like people just sitting there like it's a library COVID. or something. Like yo, it's a COVID football 20, game. Come on, COVID bro. 2020. We went to obviously I renewed. I I, I bought my tickets because I wanted. To, I'm not gonna not go to the game. I, I'm literally 30 minutes away from the stadium. You know, oh, you can only get three games. Oh, yeah, right. I got all six, right? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> bro, I mean, come on, right? Oh, like, yeah. you, so three games. Florida State game. I have the first row. I think it was row nine at that point that you could like they had it all tarped off. Right. And, and if you remember, they were all kind of sporadic. Seats were sporadic. They had a group of six, a group of two, a group of four. They were all over the place. I literally had some lady call security and come down and tell us that we had to sit down. No way, bro, John. So yes. so during COVID. During COVID. Yes. Wow. So, COVID. 
the guy I'm standing by myself, you know, bird, I think bird came over. Uh, I think maybe Brad was Brad there. And e, Andy Borgalis. There was a bunch yeah, of guys Andy that were with us. Right. So I gave yeah. up my seat and I'm just standing behind them. Right. Nothing. And just, uh, event staff came over and go, Hey, you know, someone's complaining. You guys got to sit down. And I'm like, hold on. So the guy's telling me, he's like, well, I'm going to have to ask you to leave and remove you. I said, up, give me one minute. So I have the supervisor on speed dial. I'm like, hey, you need to come get your boy down here. So I said, look, we're going going to the hallway. So we went up to the concourse. Mm -hmm. Supervisor comes over and goes, Derek, what's the problem? I said, this dude right here is telling me I have to sit down. He looked at the guy and said, oh, go to the other side of the stadium. Right. So we just went down there. And then and I said, well, this lady here is complaining. He went down and told her, um, just watch the game and, and left it at that, bro. But like, <laughs> yeah. you're at a football game. Like, why do yeah. I need to sit down? Let, let me tell you something. Uh, I've been to like hundreds, like you guys, I'm sure as well, hundreds and numerous of sporting events in my life. I sat in that stadium against North Carolina during COVID. And obviously it's empty. I felt like I was in the video game, like Tech Mobile, like Facts. Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson, like Facts. running up and down the field. But it was just awkward. Like you mentioned, I went to the Pitt game that year and UNC. It was an odd feeling that year. Being Very like, odd. You could hear a pin drop in a football well, game. It was they so tell weird. you, there's no one in front of you. So, so John and Bird, I mean, obviously you guys went. So I think Maria, at one point, she just put her foot up on the chair. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to come move your feet down. There's nobody in the stadium. Why does she need to take her foot down? That's and then, crazy. you know, again, the whole mask thing, you couldn't bring a sign because if you breathe and you fanned your sign, your germs are going to carry over to somebody else. I'm like, you guys are killing me. Man. So I got, I got to ask uh, for, the, for the opener of September 3rd, the over-under on Derek standing by the team bus is 11 a.m.? Oh, no, 8.30. No, 8.30. <laughs> First of all, I don't stand by the team bus. Oh, I literally – the games – it's a 3.30 game, kickoff's 3.30? Yeah. So you'll be there at 7 a.m. probably. I, well, I, you, listen, I used to. I used to get there – I used to get there six hours early. You know, again, we had green lot, so green lot got in five hours early. Oh. But we would get there six hours early so we could be our first car pretty much to, to pull in. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm in a suite – I have black parking, <laughs> right? So I literally just – I roll in now kind of three-and-a-half-ish. I just pull right in, get out of my truck, yeah. and I walk right to Cane Walk. And I I mean, I'll, I'll do a quick walk and go see my boys from La Familia, you know, Cane Boys, all those guys. Q a, and everybody, yeah. Yeah, I just make a quick little pass, and then I'm going to my – you know, going to the gate. And then, again, there might be a couple of people standing there, but as soon as I walk up, they already know, um, yeah, that's his coast corner. Like, get out of it. So when they bring you your sandwiches down to your seat, do you ask for, like, Grey Poupon or those rumors? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty you know, I, I actually go get my own food, man. Oh, no, like I, okay. I do. I walk up. So when I walk in, I, I knew you would like that dirty bird. I knew you would oh, like I that. love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> you know what's funny yeah. is, like, we have a bunch of people who sit in row one right behind us, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like, they, 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 they bitch about it. Like, if I want to, like, hand them a bottle of water or something, like, I already paid for this. Right. About, I want to go and put it on my on my countertop and just let it sit there and go to waste or I hand it to a buddy of mine. What's it matter? But but down there, each of those have, what, like, four seats in each little seat? Yeah. Is that what so it is? Have, or? Yeah. So okay. so basically what I have is I have uh, – I mean, I own all four seats. Obviously, uh, J.D. bought one of the seats from me. Um, mm-hmm. But it's Maria, Grayson, and myself, and then J.D. sit in that one box. You know, and again, I like that box. It's kind of towards the tunnel. Um, I would like to be one or two boxes more towards the south so you right. get a better mm-hmm. view of the field. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, too, like, you know, we can walk back and forth. You know, we can go stand where the visitor players are walking out. We can, you know, yell at them, you know, make fun of them, do whatever we want to do. 
but I like it because mm-hmm. of the smoke. Like when I, yeah. when I, I know when they're getting ready to bring that smoke, I walk over there. I'm in the corner. I'm posted up, ready to go, man. There's like there's yeah. just something about that smoke that just that yeah. gives me chills. I, I think that that weekend's gonna be crazy because I know John's gonna be in town Friday and oh yeah. Uh, I, it's a holiday weekend. I got four days, thankfully, Friday through Monday off. And that, that Saturday morning, I mean, usually I'm out getting the croquetas at 6.30 a.m. I think I might yeah. be on the I think I might be uh, banging on that bakery at 3.30 a.m. Like, yo, opening this up now. <laughs> like, where where, do, you, where game, do you go to get them at? Get, it's a place right over here off of uh, off Northwest 87th Ave and 186th Street. Just so you go in my... North Miami or you in, you in Broward or you in Dade? I used to live on County Line until a couple okay. of years ago. On the day, literally Miramar was right across the street. Yeah, but yeah. I'm more in Northwest Dave now. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm now looking. So I I was thinking you were talking about the COVID game. I met a guy named Chris who used to listen to my podcast. I'm not I'm not even sure if he's still on social media. I just happen to still have the social media DM. Um, lives in Boston. He's an attorney. Families. So he gave me golden cane seats for the oh, FSU game. That's a new club. Um. So I may hit him up for the Bethune game and see if he's got those for sale. Cause he said they don't go to a bunch of games. Like literally for the FSU game, he goes, dude, I just like your podcast. It was him and his brother. He was like, I got two tickets. You and your boy Carlos can come sit with us. Wow. And so for the FSU game in 2020, you know, there was nobody there. Yeah, yeah. Carlos and I had an, basically the entire 40 yard line for ourselves. So I may no. hit this guy up and see if he wants to sell those tickets to Bethune. I get some Golden Cane tickets. You want to talk yeah, about it's nice food and alcohol in there? Oh yeah, it's oh, nice down oh, there. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely nice. I, I had that a, for the uh, App State game last year. I went to a Dolphins Pats game with I went with Vince and we sat there. He has seats in the seventy two club, and uh, it's it's definitely different than what my seats are. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you can walk right behind the, you can rock, walk, walk right behind the bench. You have the whole walkway right there. You can stand there, but the food and all your premium, again, I don't drink. So that's, that's my downfall, right? I don't drink. Like, I don't know how many, you know, I get so many Shirley temples, like you have my laugh, but I literally probably get like 20 Shirley temples when I'm down there. Um, yeah. but it's, you know, you got top shelf stuff. That's all free, you know, in the 72 club. So John, I have a philosophy. It don't hurt to ask. All they can do is tell you no, right? Oh, no so, doubt. You jump you best, all over that. Look, you best believe I'm gonna send him a D. I've got his phone number. I just didn't have it saved. I'm gonna text him. And, hey, you know, just want to see if I can head on over there and use those tickets again. Got those available. So I do. <laughs> I do have a, a shout out to throw. I want to throw a shout out to our, our long snapper Clay James, who uh, his name is a nominee for the uh, AFCA Good Works team uh, today. So shout out to him. I know his mom's watching right now, Heather James, who always listens to the show. Oh, so, okay, uh, cool. great job, Clay, and uh, you know something definitely for uh, for him to be proud of. So, well, did you donate? Let me ask you that. I'm gonna put you. On the I haven't spot. put it through yet. I know I need to. Uh, I know, bro, I need to. cheap ass. I didn't put it in yet. No, it's not cheap ass. <laughs> I just haven't done it yet. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm, I'm, I. I said I'm fifty bucks. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do fifty bucks. Cheap ass. <laughs> yeah. Look again. Everybody can't afford fifteen thousand dollars season tickets like you, DC. Yeah, <laughs> 12, 12, 12 Jeez, oh, It's man. only twelve. <laughs> That's my mortgage. What a book in my pocket here, bro, or what? Bro, Good I Lord. reach in my pocket and I grab lint. That's how poor I am, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> my wife's in the other room, and when I, I can just imagine me telling her, "Honey, uh, guess what? We upgraded seats." Oh yeah, how much? Twelve grand. What? But well, you know what? Like, once she sat, no once she me. sat down there, she'd be like, "Oh, this is this is a good move, my dad." No, because no, no one. <laughs> you have a Latin I, wife as well, correct? I do. Yeah, I do. Mondo, you you already know she has a switchblade, pot- potentially a razor blade, <laughs> and it's not and a chancla that she's not afraid to use. 
you do not know how many times Trust I me. get told I will cut I will cut you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have watched my wife turn a flip flop into a registered weapon, like a chancla. Oh, she will whoop your ass with a flip flop. What? A chancla. Chancla. That's, yeah, that's a Spanish it. term for flip flop. Yes. Yeah, earlier in the show, John's wife came in and smiled and waved at the camera. But when the show's over, John's going to walk outside of there and she's there waiting with a laundry list of like stuff he's got to do before coming home. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like a CVS receipt. She, uh, but, a list that long. She but doesn't John, know I've flight yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll spring that on her like a week. She knows I'm going. I just like, this is why we have separate bank accounts so I could do my own thing and not really have to answer for it. But you know, John, and, and Mondo, you might know, like, if you treat a Spanish lady correctly, mm-hmm. they will mm-hmm. treat you like a king. Most of the time. Mine will. <laughs> the problem is me trying to continue to treat her like a queen. <laughs> That's the problem. I just realized well, between well, the four of us. Derek, they, they will until you have twins. <laughs> My wife is a twin. Identical. Oh. Wow. So what I've realized, and I've seen pictures or have met all of your wives. I've not met Bird's wife or Mondo's wife, but I've seen pictures. I've actually talked to Mondo's wife on FaceTime when he was here. No, you met her last year, didn't you, at a game? I no. No? Oh, no. you haven't. Maybe you had, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. No, you were there solo. You were, no, you were no, there with I, your my son. son. My yep, your son, son was yes. there. You're so right, I have not right. met, but I've seen pictures. We all out punted our coverage by oh. a long oh, yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> Lou Headley'd the hell out of these balls. I just, I just figgled mine, bro. Let me right. <laughs> Senior. <laughs> Mono got a bottle. <laughs> no, yeah, you see my oldest son here. You want to say, come say hi, Sean. There's Sean. There what is up, son? son? There yeah. you go. He's, he's trying to tell me that it's baby milk. See, 10 p.m. at the crib is, is milk time. Stop, buddy. It's milk time now, twins. <laughs> yeah. He's a so good family. Are your twins, are your right, twins still up at this time? Bro. Whoever says, well, these two, yeah, bro, they can go energy for, quit it. All right, buddy, that's enough. They can go for hours. So like, Grayson doesn't go to bed till like 11, 30, 12 o'clock every night. Well, if you he let won't. them, they would. Wow. He, he won't. And then, like, you know, he gets up to go to school in the morning, and the teacher's like, oh, he's tired. What do you want me to do? The kid goes in his room. He'll turn on his TV. He won't go to sleep. I turn yeah. the TV off. He turns it back on. Like, I got to go to sleep. I got to work in the morning. You got to take the power cord off the TV, bro. bro. I never drank coffee till my mid-30s. And now, like, I think I know about, in this Miami area, about 15 different Dunkin' people's first name basis. Because I'm always a freaking <laughs> Dunkin' or Cuban coffee or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Cafecito. So, See, I'm fortunate oh. enough. I don't, drink, I don't drink any coffee. Oh, I, love I, I don't drink liquor. I don't drink coffee. Well, I do have, have, a, a, guy I have re- a Pepsi and Dr. Pepper in the morning, though. We had a guy about a, two or three weeks ago, roughly, maybe a month ago, from out of state, some national company visit thing. And one of the managers or whatever gave him a, a Cuban coffee in the morning. Oh. This guy's eyes lit up like he was like on X or Molly. Bro, or something. that's liquid crack. Guy, like, that's he was like, stuff what ever. is this, bro? Like, this is crazy, <laughs> man. Like, that's like great it. liquid crack. You got to listen to Ralphie May's Cuban coffee. If he has ever get an opportunity to pull that up on YouTube, man, his, his story about the first time he took Cuban coffee. I've never drank a cup of coffee in my life, but well, you I, don't need it. You don't need it, John. You're like a oh, thousand miles per hour. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 on the way to work, I drink a 12 ounce sugar-free Red Bull every day. And then we have at our studio, a giant thing, a monster. So usually about halfway through the show, I'm like, all right, time to re-up. So I'll have one of those sugar-free monsters. So, yeah. But that's also why I come home at 11 o'clock and completely crash. 11 o'clock, I sleep from 11 to 1 every day. And then then I'm good. So you just not like you just not like coffee or you've just never really tried it? I don't really like it. I've tried it. Like I could do what's the espresso shot 
anything oh, that's, that's quick, that's not bad. I just don't like the taste of it. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, John. I, I literally, I hate coffee. I we oh, went man. to we were in the city one time up in New York, and Maria ordered something from Starbucks, and she's like, "Oh yeah, try this." And I literally spit that shit out so quick. Yeah, but that, Starbucks that place is, is not oh, no. honestly. I, it's number one. I think it's overpriced, but it doesn't. The taste of it is not. I don't like it. My mom was ass, like, bro. Well, my mom was like a Maxwell House or Folgers type person, oh, yeah. you know. Like that's, <laughs> I think all our moms might have been on that stuff back then, you know. That cheap ass white coffee pot. <laughs> I think my mom still has one of those. The black, the black and Decker coffee pot. Oh yeah, you pour the stupid <laughs> yeah. grains in the top, and you know, <laughs> and you would smell that a mile away. Filters, you know, like the little white coffee filters. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's exactly what you'd have. That is straight white people moves right there, man. You guys don't know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is one of the more Caucasian things of all time. <laughs> that is pure Caucasian right there, man. <laughs> oh, oh, my man, word. Really so, so Mondo, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your prediction for the <laughs> University of Miami this year? Um, like, well, and on all honesty, you know, mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, I mentioned it earlier. If you're being honest as an honest fan and not, you know, Planet not a homer, homer. Yeah. we're we're gonna which i try to be for the most part we're as of this moment uh, we know things change during the season injuries etc if you look at it right now up and down the schedule you guys brought up the home schedule it's not the toughest mm-hmm. at this moment we're only going to be underdogs in two games we know a and m they're right now in vegas i looked it up today eight and a half and at clemson they're going to be a dog regardless of what happens during the season unless something catastrophic happens to clemson probably it's a road game they won nine last year with yeah putrid inept mediocre coaching if you can see the text messages john michaels was sending me during the games that it, it was infuriating you've got a cop you've got what the broils award winner calling the offensive plays people don't realize that what alex mirabal is going to bring to this team on that offensive line yeah. a- alex mirabal i don't think you guys know about alex mirabal i know people I, I get excited about quarterbacks and receivers and running backs uh, i doubt if you can well, see so uh, Brett Murphy just put this out. Miami, I guess it's official. They are dumping the turnover chain. I guess yeah. somebody finally asked Mario about that today at ACC Media Day. So I guess that and these stoop the rings were idiotic to begin yeah, with. But Mario I, I wants no part of that. No. Yeah. Should have never changed it. Mm-hmm. You know. Absolutely. So going back no, to honest question. Ten and two. Let's just put it to this way: There's not going to be a Pitt Wake Forest ACC championship game. Yeah, ten, ten wins. Yeah. That's the base. Yeah. And I'm not being an oh, you no, know no, Homer no. guy. If you look at the schedule, look at the home schedule, guys. Yeah. yeah. I got four. I got four goals this year, right? Double digit wins. Mm-hmm. I want to make it to Charlotte. I want to yep. beat FSU. And um and uh I want to play in a near six bowl near six bowl game. We you give me those whatever. four things. I think you're gonna win one you shouldn't, right? Meaning at Texas AM at Clemson. And you're going to lose – you're going to drop one that you look back and you're like, man, we really shouldn't have lost that game, you know? Yeah. So if you look, be honest with yourself. 10-2. Well, they're, to me, they're in the ACT championship. I don't care what the schedule, the record is. They're, they got to make it. I mean, I don't see – yeah, 10 wins for sure. Absolutely. Given. Yeah. I think so. I, I think 10 win is, is, is pretty accurate. I mean, again, I can yeah. be a homer and say, you know what? They can catch lightning in a bottle. They can beat AM. They can run the table. They can beat Clemson. A&M is so overrated. I get it. They beat Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. But they also lost four games. Yeah, they lost, didn't they no, lose to Mississippi it, State? They it, lost to LSU. It's, it's a nice football team. Yeah, it's a uh, local time over there. It'll be 8 o'clock. It'll be 9 o'clock Miami time. It's going to be obviously a rowdy crowd, but 
this is no juggernaut they're going to be facing. We're going to be a touchdown dog, but are you really going to be surprised if Miami wins that game? Because I'm not. No. no they, you know, lost if I'm best, if, they lost if their I'm best running back, Isaiah Spiller. They the lost their quarterback, Zach Calzada. Yeah. I do like Evan Stewart, though. I like the receiver, Evan Stewart. He was a high five-star kid last year. You know, again, it's – but, again, I, I think Miami can lock that up. I think the strength of Miami's defense is a secondary. They have so much talent, mm-hmm. even though they still might be young. You know, talking about, you know uh, – James, Avante, and Cam being true sophomores. But again, you got a Blade, you got a Stevenson, you got a Takori, you know, you got a Daryl Porter coming in. So you do have some experience. And so I think your your second your strength is going to be your secondary. Now, again, can you get some pressure? Can your defensive tackles and defensive ends hold up on the line to allow Correct. your linebackers to make some play? That's going to be the question, you know. So we shall see, man. We we definitely shall see. I, I'm I'm excited about the year. You know, again, we're like, what, 47, 46 days away? Um, 44. 44, Dan Morgan days. So we're Dan Morgan days away. Yes, sir. You know, Bra- Bradley Jennings days away, however you want. Leon William days away. Again, put it put it how you want. Um, mm. But, yeah, man, I'm, we're excited. I mean, obviously, it's getting ready to come to fruition. Uh, John Michaels is, is making his way down to, to the 305 from, Dude, from the wait. ATL. <laughs> Yeah, I have a, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's good to be in the national conversation again. I think Correct. I've heard today on the radio that uh, Mario is going to be on first take tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Hey, Mike, like, you dirty... know what else he's going to be tomorrow? Oh, here he goes. Uh, I thought you weren't going to say anything. Don't say nothing. Is, is, is that a humble brag? <laughs> it's a little bit. You, know, you won't hear it on our station until Friday, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'll be talking to Mr. Cristobal Ooh. tomorrow at 8.30. Yes, sir. Yes, now, I'm not, I'm not going to wear pants. Um, You're not going to wear pants to talk to Coach? That's no, kinda, that's kind of that's kind of boy. John's there, taking but. his fandom a little too far. <laughs> he won't be there. He's he's Coach. just going to be he's going to be on the Comrex. So I, it's not like I'm going to be sitting there with him. But I told Joe Hamilton I'll probably be pantsless doing the show. Uh, <laughs> someone someone said go back to bragging about seats, man. Listen, ain't nothing. Bragging no, he's talking about A and M. He said A uh, and M's only won two games on national TV in color. Yeah, go back to bragging about seats. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. So well, they listen, haven't won a big game since Dat Win was uh, playing linebacker for them. Oh my god! So listen, we got about oh, thirty seconds. We got thirty seconds. Go back to bragging about seats. Show. That's great. So, <laughs> hey, listen, we appreciate everybody tuning into the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel One Four Five Slam Radio. As always, man, again, it, it's it's just a passion that we have. Love talking about that orange and green. And uh, Mondo, thank you for joining us. You don't have to get off. We're gonna cut it, and then uh, we go on for a couple minutes. Bird, what do you got? One quick announcement: Next Monday night, eight thirty, Earl Little is going to join the show with us. So yeah, we're sure Junior to going to Tuscaloosa. So yeah, we'll talk about all that. So oh, we're going to have we're going to talk about that That's for it, sure, baby. About that you, throw about that you, baby. Throw about that you, baby. I don't even know what I'm on my mind. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, peace. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.